ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 259 of the Drunk Restaurant Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, Broski? Hey, I am well, Tyler. Gotta admit, after this week, I feel pretty damn good. <laughs> Hard work week done, got paid, did a bunch of bill paying, and I've been playing a lot of games, so hey, nothing more I could be happy about at the moment. Nice. Nice. So, how have you been, man? Uh, about the same. Uh, paid off my car today. Uh, that was nice. Made my last car payment. I uh, uh, got my white girl on this morning and went and got myself a Starbucks. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. And had lunch with a friend and uh, watching some wrestling. Um, it is the most wonderful time of the year to be a wrestling fan, uh, mm-hmm. especially for. Uh, smart mark like we are uh so watching some nxt takeover tonight uh want to check out some ring of honor super card of honor sometime here eventually this weekend but then tomorrow we have the uh 25 hour marathon of the what that, that is now wrestlemania so that's gonna be pretty oh. sweet oh yeah it's not really 25 hours it's like seven hours but still it feels like 25 um yeah that it, it's like as much as i love wrestling this is like the like i look forward to this weekend all year because there's so much great wrestling, but even I'm like, man, there's way too much wrestling. Like, it's, it's like it's too much. It's just too much. It's like this is ridiculous. It's like I'm watching like a classic match right now, but I'm seeing like 30 hours of wrestling in the last like 20 hours. So, um, but no, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I have to finish NXT after this is over. But, excuse me, but um, I'm doing all right. Uh, I did actually. Um, I went to the the cell phone stores last weekend and uh spent over four hours getting a switch from us cellular because they're garbage and went to verizon so that nice. was pretty exciting that was, that was yeah that was fun that was fun that it waited an hour and a half for a fucking iphone update that was great that was fun yeah that's how i'm doing though it's you know things are getting a little slowing down a little bit at work so not working so many hours not working so many saturdays which is nice so getting a lot more time to game still um uh, but uh, I guess we can just jump right into it. Uh, you actually, I'll let you start. We've been playing Gables. Okay, so continuing on from last week, I have been playing mostly the same. I've been playing through Devil May Cry three and more Pokemon Platinum. I'll start with Devil May Cry three. Okay. From last week, I had got up to the point where I was stuck from the last time that I had played the game. Now, for those who don't know, the last time I played Devil May Cry three and tried to do an initial playthrough of it was back in the PS2 days. So, the one part I got stuck was in Mission 5. Mission 5, there was this one bridge or something like that you broke or something like that to gain access to this like uh, this pit that's filled with demons and you gotta defeat them in order to get back to where you were. But anyway, I was always stuck as a teenager because I did not know how to progress. So, funny story. I end up getting this jewel, this, like, soul sealing jewel, and uh, I didn't know this at the time, but I could actually walk across the bridge that was out, like, on an invisible platform, all the way up to the door where I needed to go the entire time. (laughs) Oh, there's just moments like that, you know. I'm a scatterbrain as it is with things. My friends know it, my family knows it, and it's even worse when I'm at work or something, and, like, like, say one of the girls or something like that, that stalker or something, just goes up to me and says, hey, can I get a price for this? And all of a sudden, it's like I go and I try to grab a tag. He's like, no, no, that's for hardware. I'm like, oh, shit. God <laughs> damn it. And I just go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that affects my gameplay as well, where if I'm not focusing too hard or not as intently, I tend to overlook the most obvious. So back then, I would go through the same boss battles again and again to try to figure out, okay, what I need to do. But uh, anyway, from continuing on, I went through the unfamiliar area of that mission that I had not yet to complete, and I came across these two bosses. Actually, these bosses are, like, at the same time, these guardians for this one gate that you need to progress through. Both of them, both of them are, like, sword wielders. One of them's named, like, Agni, and the other one's, like, Rudra. Basically, these are these fighters that are these sworn protectors to make sure that nobody gets in, like, gets past, like, this uh, gate or something that uh, the progress past that uh, Tenen Negru Tower and stuff. 
So one of them has a fire weapon, the other one has a wind weapon. So what they do is they do coordinated attacks towards you. So you as Dante gotta go through and just switch things up with your weapon arsenal. Because there's sword dealers, like there's sword wielders and stuff, you gotta go through and try to disrupt their strategy. So what I end up finding out is when I switched from my sword, the Rebellion, and equipped onto that uh, that Cerberus like uh, nunchucks, those ice nunchucks that I had earned the last time, I was able to disrupt their strategy to where I could whittle down their HP and stuff. The first time I tried doing this, I whittled down one of their HP all the way down and left the other one alive. What I didn't what I didn't understand up until now, this is the type of boss battle where you got to beat these guys pretty much close to the same time. Because if you don't do that, one is going to gain access to the weapon of the other and all of a sudden become incredibly supercharged. So that ended up becoming like a very tough boss fight at the beginning until I figured out, oh, okay, if I do this combination to, to one of them and then do the same thing the other the, the other one of them, and then, like, coordinate my attacks so I can get their HP down real close around the same time, they're not going to supercharge. <laughs> so, in and of itself, that boss battle was difficult, but it was good. It was better than what, uh, <laughs> up to that point, you know, something new, something uh, that I hadn't experienced before in that game. So, I go through Mission 5, Mission 6, and 7. Those ones were interesting enough. Now, for one of the missions, you had to go through this uh, this sort of like split path. You begin the stage where you get up to this point where there's three branching paths. One of them, these are basically warrior-like trials for Dante. So one of them has to do with like technique. The other has to do with like, say, his combats and his intelligence and this and that. So I go through one of them, the one on the far left, if I'm remembering correctly, and basically, you got to navigate these uh, these walls of spikes that are moving towards you and stuff. So there's like this narrow corridor, and you got to watch intently on where these spikes are going to be like uh, coming from next, because they'll either come from the top, like, and just move forward, and the one on the side will move forward all the way to the thing. So I end up finding out that the way for me to like progress through that area is to stick to the, to the right side of the corridor and once the the spikes in the ground started moving f towards me I could double jump against the wall in order to avoid them and then go all the way and get the little orb that I needed to do before I had to rush out again <laughs> but uh, the other one the other little trial that I had to go through was it was sort of like a gauntlet to where I had to beat on these two these two pillars in order to light up the little torches in order to to get the other little jewel. And on top of that, I had to battle a horde of demons while doing that. So what I ended up learning was, if you don't keep them lit, these enemies are going to have this purple aura around them to where they have this particular curse where they're not going to die if you do not have them lit, have those little pillars lit. So micromanaging that on top of like destroying those demons, yeah, that was a bit of a challenge too. For those that are wondering, I am playing the game on normal mode. Yes, easy mode has unlocked, and the game has made it bundly clear to me that, uh, oh, hey, easy mode's unlocked. <laughs> you suck. But <laughs> that's basically what Capcom did with Devil May Cry 3 from back in the day, where if, because of all the complaints gamers had back in the day to where the game was too hard or something for people, and basically they just made it blatantly obvious for some. It's like, if you die a certain number of times, easy mode automatically unlocks. <laughs> you know, I'm just happy to know that I'm not the only one that's terrible at video games around here, Gables. So. Well, or that we at, least, we at least found a video game that you're not awesome at, so that's good. <laughs> oh, there's... No, that's just the thing. There are plenty of games that I'm not awesome at. I mean, I don't really go through and play a lot of online first-person shooters for one but thing. But you're, you're still better than, than me at all of them, so it's bullshit. <laughs> well, I'd be, I could be I could be cup, Cuphead in like an hour and a half, Tyler. Why did it take you seven hours to get through World 1? <laughs> okay, that's not accurate. I haven't beat Cuphead yet. <laughs> okay, but you got further in an hour and a half than I did in seven hours. So the facts still remain the same. Well, hell, you didn't play too many freaking platformers probably back in the day. <laughs> too but far. I digress. <laughs> but anyway, the last mission that I had completed was you had to 
face off against uh, Dante's brother Virgil on this uh, big old altar on the top of the tower. So this boss battle was really intense. It was intense because he uses this sword called the Amato to where you he basically do like slow kind of like foreboding like movements that you can predict, but these hyper fast like sword slashes with his sword. And the thing about this bottle boss battle is you have to wait until he literally goes through and sheaths his sword in order for you to try to attack him. I figured it out the second time <laughs> that I tried to like uh, face him. And I ended up beating him a little bit, and I finally whittled it down to where I finally beat him, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, the cutscene afterwards though is really interesting though too, because Dante's falling from the, the big old tower and stuff, he's unlocked this sort of like this devil trigger power to where he basically can assume like a demon form or something and do this and do that, and I'm like, oh hey, that's going to be something fun to actually <laughs> play through at some point in this game. So... Last time I left off, it was the beginning of Mission 8, where Dante, falling from that freaking tower, gets eaten by this flying serpent, and now I'm in the belly of a freaking beast. So, it's basically almost kind of similar to the levels of absurdity in Bayonetta, only kind of less tame, if you want to believe that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Devil May Cry 3... Playing through it for nostalgia's sakes, only up to a certain extent, and then advancing past where I was previously, it's got, it's actually kind of a weird feeling, because it's like, on one hand, I remember all these older missions and stuff from when I played it on the PS2, but it kind of feels like a new game, as I'm now in different parts that I've never was before, and now it's kind of like a weird sort of mix that I'm actually really starting to enjoy it, now that I have gotten past the parts where I'm stuck. <laughs> Let's see, combat, I'm still sticking with uh, the Swordmaster stuff. The game, I think I'm nearly halfway through Devil May Cry 3. I checked, and there's actually like 20 missions in all, and I'm like at mission 8. So there's plenty of stuff to do in this game. Okay, well anyway, the other game that I had a chance to play, which I touched on a little bit, Pokemon Platinum. I'm still playing through that game. I found... My sixth member of my team, yesterday actually, after going through and finishing off Crasher Wake at uh, the get or my fifth gym badge and stuff, I go through like the Canalive City, I believe it's called. I go and uh, I beat the gym leader there. I go on to this little place called Iron Island and uh, I meet this NPC called uh, Riley. And you have to escort him all the way through this cave because he's, like, training too. So both of you are going through, like, beating a whole bunch of people. But once you get to the end of the cave, he rewards you with this uh, Pokemon that you can go through. And, like, uh, you know, this, this particular type of egg or whatever. And so he gives you this egg and you can go on and try to hatch it and out hatches a little Riolu. So Riolu is the pre-evolved form of Lucario. So, Lucario is a fantastic Pokemon in this game. This is where he was introduced, and the reason why I feel that he's probably one of the best Pokemon inside that generation of games is his attack and his special attack are almost near identical. <laughs> so, basically, I trained up this Riolu. I've also gave him the nickname of Dante. <laughs> See how the cross-references between gameplays this week? But uh, <laughs> keeping it all tied together—that's smart. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But uh, I start getting confused though. I, just, I wouldn't be able to keep. Wait, which one am I playing right now? Like Charmander, <laughs> flamethrower, and like, oh wait, fuck, Dante doesn't have flamethrower. <laughs> but uh, I played through, got my Riolu and stuff, leveled him up to Lucario. I went through the final gym. As well, so I went through like the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth gyms already in the span of like a couple days. Went through the whole thing with Team Galactic and stuff, and basically you gone through, you settled the dispute between uh, Cyrus, the leader of Team Galactic, on his quest to try to create a new world and stuff. That's pretty much within his like vision and stuff. I finally got to the distortion world, which is a place I kind of liked. 
when I played through the first time because it's it's vastly like kind of a different type of space. It wasn't in the original Diamond and Pearl. It's something just exclusively to Platinum, and uh, I think it really does well for its purpose. It's to set up like Garatina as that uh, kind of force or some of this ominous force that in Legend speaking or something, it's not really readily talked about, but uh, it has enough power to live in its own distorted world and all this other shit, and uh, so I went through that, I had to go through it like two times, because uh, I ended up like losing Osiris this one this one time, because his fucking Gyarados is so overpowered, <laughs> I can give you a little bit of a history lesson here, in Generation 4, Gyarados, because of the physical special move split between types... Gyarados got a major buff inside that generation because the moves that he has are mostly like physical based. So he has access to moves or can have access to moves like Waterfall, Ice Fang, Earthquake. And just, uh, just don't go chasing those waterfalls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I'm Sorry. very no, no, what I'm what I'm pretty <laughs> much glad that wasn't there was a, a Dragon Dance setup. Because what Dragon Dance basically is, is a, it's a, a buffing move that increases the attack and speed of a Pokemon of a particular type. So you have access to like just set up and sweep by building up the attack power of, say, Waterfall or Ice Fang or Earthquake. And basically, it would allow access to just sweep through an entire team without little to no effort because of uh, Gyarados' high attack. <laughs> so, and a beating Cyrus just by the skin of my teeth with uh, my Gastrodon. <laughs> so at the moment right now, I got my full team of six. I got my Roserade, got my Lucario, got my Infernape. Let's see. I got uh, my other teammates as well. I got my Garchomp, which that was an interesting ordeal because when I caught him as a Gibble, his nature made it so where his <laughs> defense was uh, incredibly weak. <laughs> I know, right? I just love the fact there's a Pokemon named Gibble. I don't know why that got me, but that did. <laughs> I know the names can be so funny just to, just to read out and stuff. Well, I want to I wanna Google this. G-I-B-B-L-E, I assume? No, nah, G-I-B-L-E. Oh, this is stupid. This, this, I'm just making shit up. Oh, boy. It's a dragon it's like, ground type. It looks like a hammerhead shark with feet. Exactly. It's That's like why the, I like it. It's like the head of a hammerhead shark. With a tail and feet. Okay. It's so, a land, okay, it's a land shark. That makes sense. All right. All right so go with, on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So with uh, this Gibble that I caught, defense, him taking physical attacks or something like that from other Pokemon really wasn't that good. I basically, when I evolved him into a like a Gabite, which is like the middle evolved form and stuff between like Gibble and Garchomp and stuff, I ended up giving him like about five protein, five irons to try to boost him up a bit so he's not, you know, basically just dying in one hit, which <laughs> that's basically what he was doing for a lot of the journey, was dying in one hit. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Why are you getting critical hits against him? Anyway. <laughs> finally, he's at that point where just today, like a couple hours ago, I got him to level 48 he is now a Garchomp. He knows Earthquake. He knows, like, a Dragon Claw. He has Dig if he wants to use that as well. He's basically a freaking monster now. <laughs> so it's like, that was probably the one of many, like, redeeming factors of just sticking with, like, my main team. Because I got him from, like, he was very weak, and now he's pretty much one of the contenders for one of the best Pokemon on my team right now. Because like I said before, I got my Garchomp, got my Infernape, got my Roserade, got my Crobat, which uh, <laughs> Crobat is something else in and of itself. Because all he knows right now is just like this Aerial Ace and like uh, Bite and all this other stuff. I could just improve his moves if I can find something that's strong enough. But let's just say at this point in time, I'm right at Victory Road. Everything else is starting to click into place. I may be going on a rush through the Elite Four a champion, possibly later on, like, tomorrow at earliest. I just want to get all my party to, like, around level 48 or something at the late 40s and see what happens, pretty much. Because <laughs> the whole challenge of this, I don't have a dedicated electric type 
I don't have like uh, various moves or various Pokemon that would actually help make this a bit easier. Because I know when it comes to the champion of that game, it's the same as in Diamond and Pearl for uh, when I played through Diamond last year and the whole battle I had with Cynthia back then. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be even this is gonna be even more tougher in this one. So I got that to look forward to. Not too much like on new games for me playing this week. But next week, who knows? I may have another game or two started and stuff for uh, discussion. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I've been in playing this cool, week. Hey, as long as you're having fun, that's the that's the point of uh, gaming. Yeah. Uh, before we get to what I've been playing, I want to kind of segue into uh, uh, something from our news. Um, so this came out earlier in the week, and I didn't know anything about this actually until this morning. Uh, but there is apparently might be a, a leak of a screenshot for Pokemon for the Switch. Um, I think it was like, oh, I can't remember the person's name. I think it was like Pixel Art or Pixel something uh, on Twitter uh, released it and said this is, they promised it wasn't a um, uh, like an April Fool's joke. They actually have in the past leaked information about um, Nintendo before and it's actually come out and been correct or Yes. mostly correct information uh they guessed a lot of the stuff right or not guessed but they leaked a lot of stuff that was correct for some of the more recent directs so um this is a fairly credible source but anyways they um it's hard to talk about you know because it's, it's a screenshot we don't you know obviously we can't just talk say what it is um but um in the screenshot gables has seen it it looks like a um the trainer is like riding on the back of a pokemon Mm-hmm. And like off to the side, you can like there you can see like it looks like Gyarados's tail, um, right on the back of Pokemon in the water, I should say, and they're basically surfing. Uh, there's some rocks around. There's a little bit of land. Uh, it looks it's not a super like high res picture. It's pretty low res, um, and apparently a few other people have gotten this picture too from fairly credible sources. And um, yeah, so I mean this is only we don't really have a lot to go on other than this picture, but um. Based off of it, let's just before we get into whether we think it's real or not, let's just assume this is real. What are your thoughts on this, Gables? On this going off the screenshot, just trying to like, what do you think? Is this like disappoint you? Is it excite you? What What do you got up coming from this picture? For the picture in general, it does excite me a bit because it looks relatively familiar in terms of uh, what it looks like, the high res and everything. It kind of suggests, it kind of makes me kind of wonder if this is actually a remake of a previous Pokemon game. Because from going through the past couple in the past month and a half, the formation inside the picture itself is relatively familiar from somewhere. I'm wanting to say red and blue. I'm not sure. But it would also go along the lines of the rumors and stuff that uh, were going around of potentially the switch getting say like remakes maybe like a re oh gosh what was that term again like not like a relaunch but like uh a port or not a port uh not a reboot port. a reboot yeah it potentially kind of reminds me sort of like a reboot of like say red and blue in terms of the screenshot and of itself because Basically, what the Pokemon you're riding there kind of looks similar to what, like a Lapras, and then the formation kind of looks like somewhere that was akin to an area where the Cinnabar Islands and stuff look like in red and blue. But, uh, yeah, that kind of does have me excited, because it's it definitely seems, from the blurred image itself, it looks like, from what was shown, it looks like that uh, it's a little bit higher in terms of visual fidelity, in terms of detail, in comparison to, say, what you would find, say, on the 3DS games. I mean, the character sprites, the Pokemon, the things that are there. That's what stands out from the screenshot in of itself. So what do you think, Tyler? Um, Going off of it, and I was watching IGN has this podcast called Nintendo Voice Chat, and they're actually showing some gameplay, and I'm like, like this looks really good for of Sun and Moon. And I'm like this looks really good for um for a 3DS game. Come to find out, yep. like somebody actually like up-res it to 4K visuals. And I'm like, holy shit, that looks amazing. I can't remember what the, what they said it runs on, but 
someone had upraised those games to that that point on like I think like PC or something. But uh, that's like I'm like okay, if that's what it looks like, that's really, I mean it's not like PS4 Pro Xbox One X level, but if it looks like that, like that that 4K, obviously it won't be 4K, but if it looks similar to that, what it is, then that that'd be pretty that'd be pretty great. I think I, I as far as we talked about past like what we want it to be. Um, and like going off this screenshot, like and I actually watched a YouTube video and this guy's like talking like the landmass in the top, in the top of the picture. Um, they said it looks similar to this landmass in, uh, the Kanto region, which I believe is gen one. Um, if I remember my Pokemon correctly. So that would be, I mean, if it's, if it's a reimagining or a reboot of gen one, that would be like, and it looks if it's it looks really great in a switch and it's kind of got that 3ds kind of look to it. it's been you know brought up to this bring, bring being current uh to me that would be kind of like the i don't know if it'd be the perfect pokemon game but for a first step to being on a console that would be like i think the best case scenario for us right now like i'm not sitting there i don't i'm trying to like keep my hype level and what i want it to be in check when i think it can be um, but going off this picture we got here, this looks, I mean, if it's real, uh, that to me looks, it, it's a good step. You know, this is bringing, this makes me feel a little more positive. I mean, if it, if it comes out and it's fake, that'll be pretty disappointing. Um, or maybe it could be a good thing cause it could be better, um, than what, what we got off this picture. But yeah, just looking at it, I think it looks really cool. And like, like you gave us, I think I'm mostly positive on going off of this, but, uh, what if you had a like we we've had this before where we've like like if we if we had twenty bucks or a hundred bucks and said bet bet this what would you bet on so if you had a hundred bucks if I gave you a hundred dollars and say went to Vegas and said uh, not the Vegas was doing odds on this but if they were like all right is this uh, fake or is this real what would you go with I go and put sixty dollars on it because I feel like for the vast majority you know at least a little over halfway I feel this is kind of not just kind of, I feel like this is a legitimate screenshot from the next Pokemon game. Because from what the elements are inside that picture, it does not look like anything inside the more current Pokemon games from, like, say, Sun or Moon or Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. It doesn't look like it's some sort of fabrication either to where it's like, oh, hey, we've created this and that and stuff from this emulated software. But I just got a sneaking suspicion because of the credibility of... The people, the person who has, like, leaked Nintendo content before and really, for the vast amount of it, has been, like, relatively correct. And on top of that, having the pattern of what Nintendo and the Pokemon company have been doing the past year with kind of, like, introducing new things, say, like, with the Pokemon anime and the Pokemon this and that. And sort of, you know, the last movie that they came out with, Pokemon-wise, that that peaked, like, that Pokemon, like, I Choose You. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was... Pretty much like a retelling, if not a reboot, of the original Pokemon series in and of itself. So if that, if they're heading in that direction, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could be doing sort of like a reboot for the original games too. So that's why I say put about sixty bucks on it. I feel confident enough to where this is a screenshot. You know, there's a little bit of salt little bit of pinch of salt here because it could easily also be like like I said before somebody kind of doing like a mock-up of uh, of something in terms of like say a high-res emulated thing for Sun and Moon but I don't know I just feel confident that this is definitely something from up, an up-and-coming Pokemon game yeah um, <clears throat> I think I'm with you if I had a bet money on it but my own money on it i would probably lean more towards being real and i don't know maybe if it's, if it's just us trying to be optimistic maybe like in and hoping this is real more than uh using we're, we're thinking with our hearts more in our brains uh but i mean i hope it's real i hope that's a real thing and like i said if i had to put money down on it i, I think i would vote for it being or you know bet on it being a real picture um, and that's a great point with the latest movie, uh, being a reboot. Um, and 
what better way to get because uh, you're gonna get a pretty it's it really is kind of a reboot being on the switch like you're gonna get a lot of new people um playing potentially playing pokemon games yep. uh, on the switch or people that haven't played in a long time or they remember Pikachu and Charmander and Squirtle and the Eevee and all these like Gen One people, kind of like me. Like I know Gen One and Gen Two, the rest I don't really know a whole hell of a lot on. Uh, and and I know and there's people that know way less than that and that are going to be playing this game. So if you want to get the biggest audience possible, that would probably be the way to go. Is you know start them off with the original 151 or 150, and instead of giving them the what like 700 and something there are now. Um, I, I mean that makes sense. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really great point there, Gables. Um, so, man, I hope it is. Like I, I think, like I said, that'd be the perfect game uh, to do mm-hmm. for me personally, just because I would love to replay. If they do uh, red and blue, I hope there's a yellow version. Please, God, let there be a yellow version. I want, <laughs> I want Pikachu with me again. And I want to get all three starters. I want to pick because Charmander and Squirtle are where they're at. All right, Bulbasaur is all right, but I mean. Technically, he's the strongest, but Venusaur is, but Squirtle Squad though, and then Charmander is adorable. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I hope it's real. Uh, you made some great points there, where kind of I, I think I was in the middle, but you made some good points that kind of convinced me to lean more towards real than uh, fake. Um, but going back to uh, what we've been playing, um, I've been playing more of the same this week uh, as it was last week. Uh. I played a lot more Fortnite Battle Royale. Still have not got that victory victory royale with cheese. Uh, I keep getting to the top five though, and top ten. Like, I'm pretty good. <laughs> like getting in the top twenty, like I, I like I am like a camping motherfucker in this game. So getting in the top twenty is fairly easy. Uh, but once you get into like the top fifteen, top ten is when it gets pretty tough. Uh, I keep I've got a few third place finishes. I got a second place finish actually, and I died by running into the. Uh, uh, the storm zone and it automatically killed me uh so <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing um but yeah uh so i'm not fun with that i got 20 bucks into it uh and i've got probably i don't know 10 hours into this game and still having a lot of fun with it uh it's super tense game uh haven't really felt like that tenseness playing game since really like playing maybe like the, the like original outlast you know um or um or the pt uh, you know, so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Really not much more to say other than it's good. Uh, check it out. It's free download. Uh, and then I played a lot more of Far Cry 5. Um, I think this time last week I only put a couple hours into it. Um, I think I probably put about probably 10 or 12 hours into it at this point now. Uh, actually, that's not, not true. Probably eight, eight hours or so. Um, I just beat the first area today. There's like three main regions. Um, I mentioned it last week, and you probably all heard it before. There's there's like three main regions, each one with the the siblings of Joseph Seed, who's the main villain. It's his two brothers, and then their sister. That's not the actual sister, but she's she they call her sister. Um, and I killed the first one, uh, John Seed. Spoiler: you kill him. Um, not really. That's a spoiler. Uh, but um, it took me a little bit. Like I was playing it, I got like four or five hours into it, and it wasn't really clicking. And there's there's definitely some things that still bugs me about it. Where I, mean, I, I touched on it last week, where it seems like there's a lot of patrol units out there, and like you'll just be like driving down the road or walking on the road, and it seems like you can't go more than you know 30, 40 seconds without uh, uh, someone a truck driving by with uh, enemies in it, and on the back they have a, a you know a turret. Or there's a plane flying over your head. The planes are the worst because they, I mean, that's just almost automatic death. Because you can't kill them. They just, uh, they'll call in people. So they're they're attacking you from up high. You can't hide from them. And then you got swarms of enemies coming at you um, <clears throat> and killing you. And I, it, that, it was just, it was frustrating. And the loading times are pretty long, um, like 45 seconds to a minute. But very frustrating when you're constantly, um, uh, dying like every like, five ten minutes just trying to get to like where you want to be um just walking around the world or driving through the world and somehow they they can pick you out um a plane can pick out you and you're in a pickup truck driving around but they hey they, that's the rookie that's the deputy and next thing you know there's a million guys swarming you um but i'm still have, i'm having a lot of fun with it other than that um the the missions themselves the side missions and taking out the outpost 
are incredibly fun still. Um, feel like a badass uh, when you do it. Um, the characters are really cool. Uh, there's like one mission uh, where like you're uh, you actually have to, like drive to a uh, uh, a hospital because uh, one of the one of the characters uh, his wife is having is uh, gone into labor. And that was a really fun mission. There's one where like there's like the testicle festival, and <laughs> you have to go and uh, <laughs> kill these bulls in different ways while they're having sex with the cows. Uh, one, like, you gotta wait. For... <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, you have to like one of them, like you have to like burn them with a flame with a Molotov cocktail. One you gotta blow up, and then another one you gotta shoot to death. Um, and you have to get because they they're gonna make Rocky Mountain oysters, which are just uh, fried uh, buffalo testicles. Uh, for people that didn't know um but yeah like and it was pretty fun then like there's like a at the end of it there's like it's like three or four mission uh thing and at the end of it you get you get like you have like a drunk phase where you can like you like do target practice when you're drunk it, it's all fun like they've done a good job of like it's a ultra serious game with like this super religious overtone and this cult and but the characters like are wacky and fun they do a really good job of like making it a serious game with some fun twists in it which um you know, it's a tough balance for a lot of um, open world games, especially where, uh, you know, it's like, hey, like, like GTA is like pretty much mastered it, where they find a good balance of, you know, like Trevor for GTA Five. It's like there's like these, we have these two ultra serious characters and Michael and I can't remember the other guy's name. Franklin. But then you got what Franklin, yeah. Um, but then you got um, Trevor, who's just like you randomly like he's just doing like the, like whenever you like you jump into him, he's like doing stupid shit. Like driving, dry, you know, having sex with like with somebody and killing the, the husband, or uh, flying around in a plane, or peeing somewhere, you know. So they they done a good job of that, I think. Where like uh, the the spikes up and down, and I think I've I've done. A, it's nice because like it, I'm like ah, I don't really want to do anything super serious right now. I was like, so there's always like options for me to do stupid shit in this game, and uh, some of the sidekicks are pretty cool. Like one of them I found was a sniper, uh, and. Uh, then there's the guy I was talking about the um, whose wife has a baby. He flies a plane, which he's been once I got him has made the game um, leaps and bounds better for me. Where he flies a plane when you're walking around or driving around or whatever. So whenever a plane does find me, he can take out the plane for me or at least help me get rid of them. Mm. Uh, and then Boomer, uh, the dog, who is um, so far my favorite still. Uh, obviously, game has a dog. It's automatically got my interest in it. Um, but a cool thing he did I didn't even know this. Uh, is he can actually like, run up and like steal guns from the, the enemies? What? So uh, yeah, so I was like in a firefight with a bunch of like guys, and I was about to die. Like this guy got close to me with the shotgun. I was going around with a pistol because I ran out. Of, I was running out. Of, ran out of ammo on my uh, assault rifle, and Boomer runs up, steals the shotgun from his hand, and like I'm like one shot away from being dead. Steals the shotgun from his hand, runs and gives it to me. I take the shotgun and shoot the guy with his own shotgun. Uh, <laughs> I just started laughing. I'm like, okay, that was really cool. Like, that was like, it's very rare that a game can like pop me like that, you know, and uh, to like get me like audibly say something or like, like, yeah, or fist pump or whatever. And that was just like, I audibly just started laughing. I'm like, all right, that was pretty sweet. That was a really cool moment. Um, and like, if he does, like, it sucks though when he gets like hit or hurt, he makes the yiping noise. I feel terrible for him. Uh, but the cool thing is, if he gets injured, you just got to pet him and he gets up and he's cool. Um, yeah. So there's like, I'm going, I just, like I said, I just finished the first region. Um, like the build up to like fighting them and the cutscenes are incredibly well done. Uh, the actual fight itself wasn't really all that great. Uh, because it's a game, man, it's a lot of games struggle with that. Even like Far Cry, especially where they have to like do some weird shit to like, uh, like unrealistic stuff or like, like throw some drugs in there to make it like you're hallucinating. Um, or, but this one is just like I just shot him in the head and he was dead like two seconds so it wasn't <laughs> really much of a boss fight at all um, but like the, the mission itself the build up to them and like because like I said you have to like do cause chaos in the regions complete missions take out silos take over outposts things like that to uh, build up this meter to actually get to the boss fight with him and um, like the like when you get to like certain check marks there's like three levels to each one every time you get it, like something happens and uh the build-up to like fighting these guys and making you hate them they did a really good job of like there's great these villains are really good they're really well made and like they're easily hateable um 
but yeah, the, the fight itself was a uh, little, little lackluster, I guess. Um, when, once you got to that point, but the buildup was great other than that. Um, so I'm still really enjoying it. It took a little bit for me to get into it. Uh, I would say if you're going to, you know, if you, if you haven't played this game yet, go into the, the John seed area first and they kind of, the, the video game kind of the, drives you that way in the story. Part of it, kind of like I think most people, majority of people start there, um, but you can go to any region at any time. Um, but the first thing you want to do is I can't remember his name. I think it's uh, Nick Rye. Uh, get um, get him as a as one of your buddies. You can get he's one with the plane because uh, that will make the game uh, way more enjoyable for you. Because uh, like I said, he'll take out the planes. It'll help you up above. So if you're getting overwhelmed by enemies, which I constantly was and still kind of into a certain point uh he helps out greatly um but boomer's still the best um but yeah it's really i've been playing this week i haven't got getting a chance to really play detective pikachu um fortnite's got its hooks in me and far cry and pushing through still um but let's move on to uh some of some news we've had we've had going on other than the pokemon switch stuff but um we've got a couple release dates this week uh first up Spider-Man for the PS4 uh, officially got a release date. Game Informer had a big thing going on. The new uh, issue is going to be uh, Spider-Man's on the cover, and they have a big uh, uh, article on on the game. But uh, the, it's officially releasing in September on September 7th. Um, PS4 exclusive. Um, I think it, I believe it, if I remember correctly, it's going to run at 30 frames per second on the Pro and the regular PS4. But on the PS4, it's going to be 1080, and on the Pro, it's going to be 4K uh, resolution. So um, not the 60 frames I was hoping for, but still, it's going to look incredible. Um, we got some details on the story. Um, you got some more gameplay on it and everything, going over what's going on. But now you can officially pre-order. There's a collector edition out there for 150 bucks if you're interested in that. There's an $80 edition. There's a $60 edition like every other game has. But um, I don't know if you've read any more on this, Gables, but what are what, what's, your, what's your interest level on the new Spider-Man game? It's a moderate interest, definitely, to say the least. I mean, I'm excited to see what direction that Insomniac is going to uh, be taking Spider-Man in terms of a franchise and stuff. But uh, it just makes me kind of, like, look at the September, the month of September in general, because it's like you have Spider-Man and then you have that other game that was just announced this past week, too, where it's making September look like a freaking huge month in terms of game releases. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Like so, this game we're gonna talk about next, Spider Man, on September seventh. Spyro is the next game we're gonna talk about, September twenty first. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, September fourteenth, and then somewhere in between there is Dragon Quest eleven. So yes, so there's basically a game for almost anyone during that yeah. month. Yeah. That's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, everybody's trying to avoid uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, man. It comes out, I think, like October 26th or something. End of October. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually I went ahead and pre-ordered this already. Um, oh, Spider-Man? Yeah, I was talking with somebody at work about it, actually. And, like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to wait on it because, like, there, like, there hasn't really been a good, like, a really good Spider-Man game. There's been, like, good ones and okay ones out there, like, but none of them have been, like, uh, like must buys or anything. Uh, yeah, that's so. what they said about Batman games for a long time too. Yeah, and uh, and it looks like uh, they like when we talked about when they first showed it off at E three a couple years ago. But uh, it looks like they kind of took the bat the bar the Batman Arkham Asylum uh, fight fighting system, and I'm totally okay with that. And but kind of adapted to Spider Man. Uh, so that I mean, if it's if it's near if it's anywhere near as good as that fighting system. Uh, even though there's a little bit of fatigue with it, I think, but it's been a, been four years since our three years since was it 2014 or 15 we had Batman, like Arkham Knight. Yeah, I can't. I think it was 15 actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's been a few years. It's been three years then since uh, at that point in September it'll be over three years since we got a Batman game. So I feel like at this point uh, that that you know I think people are probably gonna be a little more interested in it. Uh, in that fighting system, that the fatigue level won't be there as much as it was, especially being and it's not like uh, how it was with like where we got four we had four Batman games in a like six year span, uh, and especially with Origins, uh, City, and Arkham Knight uh, all being in the same city and it's dark and it's 
it's really kind of pressing out. Now we're going to be in New York, and it's going to be bright, and it's going to be uh, way different graphics. Out, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, not not so much of a you know kind of a like I said depressing atmosphere. Uh, and with some fresh characters, fresh new villains to fight, um, and Spider-Man's uh, probably piss people off at this one, but I think is a more entertaining character i should say uh like you know he's sarcastic he makes jokes batman's very dark and serious all the time so this is what i think will be a completely di- different atmosphere for um for this game so i've already pre-ordered like i said uh i'm in inc- i'm incredibly excited for this game um so I, I at this point i don't need to see anything more really uh i'm, I'm sure we'll get some more at e3 but uh i'm just gonna sit here and wait patiently uh, until Spider-Man, but yeah, going like we were saying about September though, like there's already two games September I want to play with uh, Shadow of the Tomb, Tomb Raider and now this. Uh, luckily, there's a two-week gap in between them, but we haven't got to E3 yet. <laughs> We've got a couple months to go for that. Yep. So who 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 knows how? And we already got October's already got Call of Duty and Red Dead Redemption. So um, you know, there's like there's gonna be a new uh, WWE game. There's gonna be a new NBA game in there. Uh, Battlefield game's gonna be in there somewhere. Yep. So the uh, September, October um, are already getting crowded. Um, so it's going to be pretty incredible. Uh, E3, when we start seeing some of that stuff filled in and the new stuff we don't even know about yet coming out. Um, there's supposed to be a new Metro game, too, this year. Uh, I hope that it gets delayed because I feel like the game's going to get um, uh, smothered in the rest of this stuff. But, like we already talked, we touched on it already. Um, Spire of the Dragon uh, remastered has been confirmed. It was, it's been rumored for a few months now. Uh, but it's, it's officially being called uh, Spyro Reunited uh, Trilogy. It's coming out September 21st. It's coming, and it's going to be $40. Bucks. Same crew that made uh, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy that came out last June. Um, I didn't play Spyro games on PS1. I think I played the demo for the original one back in the day. Like when the, like the Pizza Hut used to have the, the PlayStation Underground, whatever it was called. Uh, demo disc all the time. Uh, but I never actually officially played like a, a real game of it. Um, what about you, Gables? I only played like a little bit of uh, the original Spyro, but other than that, I didn't really play the series at all either. Okay, um, are you are you like excited? Are you interested at all in jumping into the, the series at this point? Well, you know what, I would be interested in playing a Spyro game in this day and age, but I'm probably gonna wait until it comes out for Switch. I mean, because for one, the Crash Bandicoot Collection came out last year, and it's confirmed to be coming out to the Switch, too, so probably like another year from now, I'd probably be interested in playing the Spyro Collection. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess touch that on that uh, right now. Um, so, yeah, Crash Bandicoot is coming out in July for Xbox One and Switch. Uh, as of right now, Spyro the Dragon, which surprised some people, has actually come to Xbox One on September 21st. People thought the rumor initially was uh, it was PS4 only again with a one-year exclusivity date. Uh, no word on a Switch version yet, so which people um, a little upset about. And but it's been some weird, um, like people have been putting up like uh, I think like Nintendo themselves in the UK store put up a, a page about about it, um, but then it was quickly taken down. And a few other people have posted like uh, you know links to you can pre-order it for the Switch, but uh, so far no one's confirmed or denied uh, any details on being a switch coming to switch um at least on september 21st it very well could be a year uh thing again but we will have to wait and see on that um but yeah i, I don't know i mean i was excited i bought into the hype of download of buying uh crash bandicoot insane trilogy last year and i played it for a weekend and i fell off of it uh and me and i really liked warp back in the day uh, like i said i didn't really pay a, play a spiral game so um i don't think i'm gonna buy this one might be a skip for me, yeah. especially especially in September. Like we just talked about, September's gonna be crazy, and it's a holiday season. It's gonna be even crazier. Um, if this was like you know, it, Crash Bandicoot came out a perfect time in July last year. Yes, it did. Um, and if it came out in July or June or something this year, when in summer and the kind of when there's not a lot going on, uh, I think maybe then I'd be a little more interested in. I think it'd be it'd probably be a lot more successful. Um, but September is the twentieth would be the twentieth anniversary of uh spiral coming out so it makes sense to do it there i guess um but moving on to not really anything major with this one to say other than what it is um 
if you are a Rocket League fan and uh, you want free stuff, or you're a WWE fan and a Rocket League fan, uh, then uh, if you go to um, if you boot up Rocket League right now and go into uh, extras and uh, under redeem code, type in WrestleMania all lowercase, you get two free items right now. Uh, nice. There's 11 different items you can get. Um, I did it, and you got I got two banners. One was NXT, one was a WrestleMania banner. Um, there are five banners, five flags, and then there's like a set of wheels that looks just like the WWE Championship um, that you can get out of that one. I, I guess the, the the tires or the wheels are the, um, the the rarest ones to get right now. Um, as of right now, that's the only way to get those. I don't think there's any other way to buy them or anything like that. But if you are a, someone that uh, likes wrestling and likes Rocket League, then there you go. There's a cool little thing you can do for that. Uh, remember we talked about a couple months ago um, about there was bringing out WWE themed gear for it, and we were um, talking about car ideas. So I hope there's still a chance that we get uh, some cars. But uh, as of right now, this is what we got: um, just some banners and flags. Um, exactly. Where's my John Cena car? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I mean, it's <laughs> I, it's probably out there. We just can't see it right now. Um. So uh, I'm. Yeah, man. I still want the Triple H car with the giant shovel on it. <laughs> the giant golden shovel. Yeah, that's still the best one, I think. Um, but you know what? That's pretty much all of the news going on this week, Gables. Um, said there's more news than last week when we had none last week, and um, not really a lot going on gaming wise right now. We're kind of in that you know in that middle section where everybody just we're all, I think we're all just kind of waiting for God of War right now. Um. It but, definitely feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird year where it feels like we get like a pocket of like a bunch of games, and then we get like a month of nothing, and then we get like a pocket of a bunch of games. It's like January we had like Dragon Ball and Monster Hunter come at the same time, and then like uh, and like the beginning of February we had Shadow of Colossus. Oh, and Shadow of Colossus came out right after all those games, and then like at the end of March we had a bunch of games come out because everybody's trying to get the games out from the end of the fiscal year, um, and now we're all just kind of waiting for more games to play. So. It's not as jam-packed as this time last year, but uh, um, still a pretty good year so far in gaming like we talked about last week. So if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to last week's show too. But um, yeah, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more from us, Facebook page and group, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast on there, on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there, Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there, and please uh, send a friend request. We like friends. Friends are good. And also on iTunes, um, uh, Drunk Dashers podcast. Subscribe to us on there. Uh, give us a five star review if you can. Um, and then, last but not least, YouTube Drunk Nerds podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Podcast goes on there as well. Uh, give us a big uh, thumbs up on all of our videos. Um, that we would really appreciate if you did that. Makes it easier for people to see us and get a make, gives us a bigger, bigger audience, which we like. We, we'd like to have. Um, but I was your host. I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, have yourself a good week. Play yourself some fun games. And just, you know, live life to its fullest. Yep. Hey, hey, Gables. Yeah? Too sweet. Too sweet, dude. Boys. <laughs> <laughs>